Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. One, one pitch. Fastball pulled. And Got a fantasy question? Email fantasy baseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. Are you ready for week 25, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Fantasy Baseball today on this Monday morning, September 10th. Adam Azer and Scott White with you here. Scott. I don't know what to Adam. say. Hello. Hello. <laughs> are you How prepared are you? to give us one hitter and one pitcher to add? You know, I actually wrote the Monday waiver wire. Cool. Since Chris, who normally writes it, is all tied up with football now. Who football is Football has begun. Right. Am I right? But we still care about baseball. We do. I sure do. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, one hitter and one pitcher to add. This being a Monday, I'm going to give you my favorite two-star pitcher to add. And it was also my favorite two-star pitcher to add last week, who didn't end up making two starts. Welcome to September Baseball. And his name is Jake Junis. Is he going to make two starts this week? I believe so. It's, it's right. a seven-game week. He's starting Monday. Things would have to go very wrong for him not to. And his matchups are against the White Sox and Twins, so still... Very favorable. 189 ERA over his past six starts. Only one home run allowed during that stretch after his slider went flat on him midseason and he allowed a ton of home runs. He seems to be back in form. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. We want to start him. Yeah, we do. What about a hitter? A hitter. I could go a few different directions here. I'm going to go with Jonathan VR, though, because I like the Orioles matchups. He's been a different player since joining the Orioles at the trade deadline, 285 with six homers, 12 steals, already as many steals as he had with the Brewers and half as many at bats. So they are letting him run wild. And, and like he's, he's erratic and inefficient, not like, not, you could understand why a contending team like the Brewers wouldn't let him run wild, but the Orioles have nothing to lose and they seem to be letting him do it. So he could be, I think something over over the final three weeks here, something close to what he was in 2016 with the Brewers, that guy who was getting drafted in the third round the following year because he was so productive. Jonathan VR, if you need a hitter. Jake Junis, if you need a pitcher. And I think one of the most important things we're going to do today, Scott, is we have to really try to sort out the two-star pitchers, you know, and, and who's actually making two starts. Are there guys well, that— I went- yeah, yeah. Are there I guys went that you're through it yesterday about? afternoon. Okay, so I think I have a good grasp on it, but there are some things I just don't know. So, <laughs> who do you think play, people might might use as a two star pitcher that will not make a second start? I mean, like Trevor uh, Williams, um, Hyunjin Ryu, who, who might not make a second. Yeah, start? Yeah, did you remove or... anyone from the two star pitcher list? Giolito, I removed Jay Happ. I removed Jay Happ because it sounds like the Yankees are going six-man at least this turn. Oh, okay. Uh, so even though Happ is starting their first game of the week, don't think he's good. But, you know, you might start Jay Happ in a one-star week anyway. Uh, Chris Sale is technically making two starts this week, but the first will be of the two-inning variety, and then he's supposed to increase in each inning, an inning each time. So you're probably going to get five total innings from him and no chance for a win. 
doesn't mean you can't start him, but I probably want to do it in a points league. Yeah, that um, sucks. Yeah. I mean, that just yeah. stinks. Um, yep. All right, so do you feel confident that Hyunjin Ryu, Derek Rodriguez, Trevor Williams, and Lucas Giolito are going to make two starts? I think saying I'm confident would be overstating it. Uh, I, I'm not really confident in anything this time of year because they're not – these clubs aren't going to announce – Often won't announce announce well ahead of time if if somebody with their expanded rosters is making a spot start. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. What I'm not sure about is if Mike Fires or Daniel Mengden is making two starts for the Athletics. You see it. Ah. You see their Tuesday starter listed as a different person in different places. Ooh, well, that's frustrating because Fires is, is at Baltimore, and then at Tampa Bay is actually hitting pretty well. But that start at Baltimore, I mean, he should at least get a start at Baltimore. That's Yeah, he should at least get one against Baltimore, so he's probably worth using anyway. Yeah, Fires. Um, and let's see, what was the other questionable one like that where it just wasn't great consensus? Um, you can always look at this stuff on our website on cbsports.com slash fantasy. Brad Keller was another one like that, where he's either starting Tuesday or Wednesday. And if he's starting Tuesday, it'll probably be two starts. If he's starting Wednesday, it obviously won't be. Well, how about some one-start streamers? What if you need one-start streamers this week? By the way, we have a lot of your emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. We will discuss it. We have to talk about Joey Votto, of course. Fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. We are going to be welcoming back several players but I have the iPad all queued up to play the Welcome Back Cotter theme music, but it is currently doing a very long software update. So how what? long can we stretch out these segments to give my iPad time to get ready to play the Welcome Back Cotter song? I just don't know. Uh, so one start streamers. All right, I got a few options here. Tell me if you'd be interested in any of them. Austin Gomber. Four quality starts in his last five starts. He is 68% owned. He is the most owned player on this list that I'm about to give. Um, Gomber is either going to have the Pirates or the Dodgers, depending on five man or six man for the Cardinals. If it's, if he makes this, you know, if it's five man rotation, he'll have the Pirates at home. If not, it'll be the Dodgers at home. Uh, Gomber, any interest? I think you could do worse. Um, but I think you could probably do better too. I would say just just preface this whole segment. I would rather have a two start Jake Junis than any of these players, and I would rather have a two start Lucas Giolito than any of these play- pitchers. Okay, uh, Matt Boyd. I would really be kind of interested in Matt Boyd, but at Cleveland could be tough. It's a tough matchup this week. One start at Cleveland for Boyd, but since the All Star break, he's got a 3.06 ERA, a strikeout per inning. Uh, 11% swinging strike rate, which is okay. Uh, would you start Matt Boyd at Cleveland? And that was the gem he threw this weekend, Saturday. Yeah, 11 strikeouts against the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, only two hits allowed. Uh, but that matchup is scary, and I don't have a lot of trust in him. Low BAPIP, fly ball tendencies. I'd, I'd rather not. I, I do prefer him to Gomber, I think, but I'd rather not. Okay. You know how I feel about one-star sleepers. <laughs> yeah, but they don't necessarily have to like be sleepers. They could just be under-owned. Like, Steven Matz, I think, would is someone I would really consider because he's got the Marlins this week. 
And yeah. he threw five innings of two-run ball with eight strikeouts against the Phillies. In his last four starts, Stephen Matz has 31 strikeouts in 24 innings. O- only six runs, 13 hits, five walks. He's pitched great. And, uh, you know, I don't know that I'd buy into it ordinarily, but the Marlins this week, that could definitely work for Stephen Matz. Got 53% owned. Yeah, that's probably my favorite of these one-start streamers so far. Okay, Stephen Matz. Derek Holland. I mean, quite frankly, 354 ERA and a strikeout rating this year. He's just having a good year. 161 ERA in his last five starts. Derek Holland will either have Atlanta or Colorado this week. Either way, it would be at home. Holland is 39% owned. Yeah, that's probably in the Gomber class. Like, you could do worse, but I'm not thrilled to start him. So he's behind Boyd and Matz? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Reynaldo Lopez, 51% owned, 10 strikeouts against the Angels this weekend, and uh, 132 strikeouts on the year and 168 and two-thirds, but right now he's pitching pretty well, and he's at Baltimore. Would you take a shot on Reynaldo Lopez, 51% owned? So this is a four-start stretch for Lopez where the strikeouts have been up after, you know, remember how hot he started the season and we weren't really buying it because he was averaging like six per nine. Uh, more than a strikeout per inning over his past four starts. And it's kind of like Giolito. The changeup usage is up, and the changeup itself has been more effective. I don't know what they discovered, but they seem to have discovered it at the same time, and it's helping their fastball play up, and it's kind of exciting. I think the matchup is good enough that, uh, you know, he he moves ahead of Matt's as my favorite oh, streamer really? on this list. But, but Ooh, that's an upset. That's an upset. Understand that that's all it is, is a one-start streamer, because his next two matchups, his final two to close out the season, will be the Cubs and the Indians. I cannot see myself starting him in a one-start week against either of those teams. All right, Ronaldo Lopez ahead of Steven Matz. So right now it's Lopez, Matz, Boyd, Gomber, Holland, and what about, just got to mention him because he had a perfect game through eight innings, Jorge Lopez, who uh, was pitching great at Minnesota, and guess who he's facing this week? Minnesota. Uh, any interest in a 4% owned Jorge Lopez? I haven't seen enough to win me over. All right. So, Scott, let's talk about the worst segment ever. We love bad segments, right? Well, we did one the other day because my advice was just dreadful. Uh, I reverse jinxed a couple of players. It was the which high-end players are you just kind of done with segment. And I started out, my whole thing was about Joey Votto. Done with Joey Votto in a roto league. He's got six lefties on the schedule, yada, yada, yada. Well, he homered twice. Uh, over the weekend, including a grand slam. Yeah. And Andrew McCutcheon did too. Yeah. So, but, but still, we do have six lefties on the schedule for Joey Votto. Are you starting him or sitting him this week? I, I, I think I would sit him in a, in a categories league, a traditional five by five league. Points league with all the walks, probably not. But yeah. in the categories league, I think I would. The numbers have been pretty awful against left-handers. And I'm I'm concerned about Scooter Jeanette, too, because he's now sat against three of the past four lefties the Reds have faced. So, yeah, that's – I mean, you, you have to weigh your alternatives at second base because you may just not have a good one. But if you do – Jonathan VR. Or sitting Jeanette. Jeanette. Yeah. Or v- VR, or you could pick up Rayo Mondes – or Rayo Mondesi. Adalberto Mondesi, yeah. as he goes by now. Don't confuse everyone. Yeah. Uh, my stat for Ad- Adalberto Mondesi, his past 42 games, 
if you project those 42 over 162, he comes out with 293 average, 20 homers, 66 steals. Wow. 93 runs scored. Wow. It's tough right now because there are a lot of hitters that are, are out there on waivers. Like eight of them are on the Rays that are hitting well right now. And then you've got your high end guys like Carlos Correa, even Nolan Arenado. These guys are playing through injuries. They're not playing well. I mean, there's no way you're benching Arenado, but I think Correa is pretty benchable at this point. Vado is benchable in the right format. Uh, it's tough to make these decisions. Like I am going to start Chris Bryant, but I don't have that much faith in Chris Bryant right now, you know, but how can you sit him? Uh, it would take a lot of guts, well, to, you know. Well, well, what? Well, it depends who you have. I mean, I only have him. I think he's outside my top twelve second baseman in the rankings. Chris so Bryant. Have yeah. Well, he's not second base eligible. Did I say second base? Silly goose. Base. Yeah, you did. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, third base. Well. Regardless, like if you have a Matt Chapman and Chris Bryant, which certainly seems plausible, mm-hmm. you'd start Chapman over him. You yeah. know? Yep, you're you right. Have Suarez and Bryant, which seems possible. And hey, if you live in if you live in Oakland and you want to be like, can I just call out the A's fans? How bad the stadium? I know it's got to be bad. I've never been there. It just it looks terrible. The sewage the sewer system breaks all the time. Like you're probably sitting in actual feces, but. <laughs> You gotta go to the games, man. Like, come on. They're the hottest team in baseball. They're not only gonna make the playoffs, like they're, I think they're gonna surpass the Yankees. And they're gonna host the wild card game. That's my prediction. And when they do, you better go to the freaking game. Cause I was watching the Yankees A's last week and it was an unimpressive crowd, okay? But now, you're like, well, I wanna go to the game, but it's so expensive. This wild card game, it's the playoffs, all the bandwagon fans are, Tucking their pants into their socks because the sewer system broke, whatever, but we're still gonna go to the game. I need to save some money. Well, we can save you money on the SeatGeek app with the code FANTASY. Download the SeatGeek app, get your tickets. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And it doesn't have to just be an A's game. If you want to go to like a good venue, you can go to any other sporting event or concerts or comedy or theater. And Use the promo code FANTASY, as I mentioned, on your first purchase to get $20 off. SeatGeek searches multiple sites, grades every ticket based on value, and you'll immediately be able to identify the best seats that fit your budget. It's all about what you're comfortable with, what what, uh, you're comfortable spending. So if you want to look for high-end seats at good deals, sure. If you want to just sort by price and get into the stadium at the cheapest price, that also works. Download the SeatGeek app and use the code FANTASY for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Code is FANTASY. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. All right, the big news, Scott White. Guess who's closing for the Cardinals? It is Carlos Martinez. If you need a closer. You called that. Did I call? I kind of called that, right? You called that. Yeah. I'll um, give it to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I also kind of called Kenta Maeda, although he got one of two saves over the weekend. Yeah. But then, yeah, I don't know that you. I, I'm not gonna give that one. Come on, partial credit. He got the first one. No, no, I gave you. Come on. All right, fine. He, he got one of two, and now he's not gonna get any more. He is not gonna get any more. That's true. Jansen <laughs> will be back. Um, just crap news. Michael Kopech needs Tommy John surgery. Ugh, you want to react? That ruined my Friday. I know. I knew you'd take that hard. It was. Uh, 
Because, I mean, we've already seen Brent Honeywell, AJ Puck. Uh, who else? Alex Reyes Alex still Reyes. isn't quite, I mean, he's made one start in the major since he had Tommy John surgery. I know another injury has impacted him since, but like those are the top four pitching prospects in baseball probably. And wow. they've, they're all not pitching. They've all not had a chance to make a real impact in the majors yet. That's, it just stinks. Jacob deGrom was scratched due to bad weather on Sunday. Noah Syndergaard left after taking a liner off the ribs. X-rays were negative. Um, he, you know, you look at his numbers and it just seems like he's been so unlucky. He's getting a ton of swinging strikes. The BABIP is really high for Syndergaard. But he's a start, right? You're starting him? Yes, I'm starting him. I, I had hoped he was kind of over that spell after his, uh, complete game two hit 11 strikeout gym or whatever it was. I yeah. may, I may be having, I may not have those numbers exactly right, but you know, his previous start was awesome. Right. And then, and then he found, and then he re follows it up with more of that bad Babbitt luck. 12 hits, 12 hits, five yeah. walks. That was unusual. Uh, Gregory Polanco is out for the year with a bone bruise in his knee and a shoulder injury. I'm going to give you three players and you tell me if, if you could consider sitting them. Carlos Correa, who's playing through a back issue. Nolan Arenado, who's playing through a shoulder issue, who did homer yesterday. And Didi Gregorius, who is just kind of being eased back into action. Okay, so Gregorius, um, Arenado and Correa. I would... I don't think you could start any of them, to be honest. Not with the you know, not certainly not if you're in a playoff situation in a head to head league. It's too much at stake to gamble on. Um especially this time of year. I mean, I guess the Rockies are really fighting for a playoff spot, so they're they're most anxious to get their stud hitter back, but his sounds maybe the most concerning of the three. Uh who's that? Arenado? Yeah. Well, they said the shoulder injury only affects his throwing, but Bud Black said, quote, offensively, it just doesn't feel right. His timing's off. There's some other things going on. Yeah. So I said you can't bench Arenado. You clearly disagree. Uh, well. That's fine. I That's fine. I shouldn't have said it so definitively. I, I still start I mean, him every maybe, day. But. Let, me, let, me just, let me just take a look here for a second. Because, you know, how much time has he actually missed? No, he hasn't missed any time. He missed one He's, game. Yeah, he was in the line of Sunday. Uh, yeah. I, I think you probably do have to start him. Okay. Yeah, Correa, on the other hand, like, he's just playing horribly, and he's got this back issue. And then Didi, uh, right, like, like you said, I wouldn't start Didi. I don't know what their plan is for him, but I just – he doesn't play nine innings yet. He sat on Sunday. They're really easing him back in. Uh, it's been disappointing. Yep. Aaron Judge is making good progress, though, so you might be able to get him back before the season is over. Uh, Shohei Otani has a bruised thigh, but he was in Sunday's lineup, which is nice. And he's like a stolen base threat too. He's doing everything. And Scott, yeah, boy, do I'm, we... I'm, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see him as a full time hitter next year. Yeah, and it yeah. sounds like uh, Jeff Passan of Yahoo Sports. Um, he reported that it sounds like doctors are on board with him doing that next year. So that's that's exciting. I should mention him with young pitchers having Tommy John surgery too. Yeah. Although I don't 
think of him as a prospect in the traditional sense. And, yeah, and uh, boy, did you did you miss a thirty thirty guy? And did the listeners tell you about it last yeah. week? <laughs> yeah, Jose Ramirez has gone thirty thirty on us. Thirty homers, thirty steals. Yeah, I was going top of mind there. So stands to reason I would miss somebody, but I I wasn't really thinking he had that many steals either. To be honest, he's pretty he's good. Been, a monster. He should probably be the third player off the board next year. Trout bets Jose. Yep. But which Jose? That is the question. Ramirez. I guess, I guess it's Ramirez. <laughs> uh, all right, based, Scott. Based on the context, yes. Good news. I would think. Yeah, yeah. Good news for you, Scott. Thing. Good news. I don't care anymore. Good news. What's the good we news? had enough time for the iPad to reset. And that means we get to wel- welcome a w- wish a very hearty to three players this week. We already mentioned Chris Sale. We're not starting Chris Sale. He's going to give you five innings in two starts. Like, to- in total. Categories. Yeah, yeah, right. It'd you could start like him. A really good reliever. Probably. But he ain't going to get you any wins because he's not going to qualify. Yeah. Um, Josh Donaldson could be back tomorrow, and Jose Abreu could be back today. Are you starting them? I would rather not. All right. If I was forced into it, fine. But I'd rather not. In the bullpen, did you see any saves situations that uh, fantasy owners can take advantage of? Other than Carlos Martinez, who is now 71% owned the closer for the Cardinals. I'm not sure what's going to happen in the Milwaukee bullpen from this point forward. Jeremy oh. Jeffers has done a great job closing. Uh, he didn't get the save yesterday. Now he did throw over 30 innings in a multi-inning save Saturday. 30, so that, yeah. it 30 makes pitches. sense he wasn't available. He's fine, Scott. He, it's, well, he, no, it, it's not, it's not that Jeffers has done anything wrong. It's that Corey Knebel has come back from the minors like a bat out of Hades, striking <laughs> everybody out. He hasn't allowed a base runner in five appearances. And he's the one who got the save Sunday. Yeah. And when he was first removed from the role, Craig Council said he hoped to get him back there because he thinks their bullpen's better with him in the ninth. So hmm. that might be the oh, excuse. No. Oh wow! Do I need to might start? Be. Do I need to start Ken Giles over uh, Jeremy Jeffers? Because uh, Jeffers had pitched Friday and Saturday, so it made sense that he didn't get the save on Sunday. If saves are your top priority, they are. I think you have to. I think How you have to start that? Giles over Jeffers. Yeah, and a couple other interesting things. I mean, Brad Boxberger is is really uh struggling. Yeah. And I don't know what to do there, but they ha- yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it would for sure be Archie Bradley replacing him. Right. It might be the other guy whose name I never bothered to learn and always have to ask you to bail me out on. Hirano. Hirano. What's his first name? He just have you seen the back of his jersey? He just goes by Hirano. Okay. Uh, his first name Hirano is Blue Jays. Yoshihisa. Ah, uh, yes. Hirano. Yoshihisa. No, Hirano. you skipped you, Yoshihisa, not Yoshihisa. Yoshi, Yoshihisa. Yeah. Hirano. There you go. Get saved soon, so I will be motivated to learn your name. And Sean Doolittle is back, but he actually set up Greg Holland in the Nationals bullpen. So it might be Greg Holland's job. I don't know, but Sean Doolittle is back. Well. Yeah, I, I would don't imagine know. that's probably more of an easing in situation, but yeah. maybe not. Okay, Scott, fine. Uh, 
Any interesting ad drops for you? Good, sir. Any interesting ones? I think Tyler White is to the point, kind of like we were saying about Herman Marquez a week or two ago, where, like, get with the program, people. What more does he have to do? It's been going on for so long of just 1,000 OPS production. I know he faked us out at the start of 2016, but that was really like just a two-week stretch where he did a lot of damage. This has been more than a month now, and uh, since since he entered the lineup, he's been the number three first baseman in points leagues. Amazing. Yeah, so yeah. Tyler White is 67% owned, I think. I did add him. I dropped Gregory Polanco. That was obvious. Uh, I, I dropped Hunter Renfro, even though he's hitting well. They have five games this week, so um, I don't know that I want to start Padres if I don't have to. Uh, I added Marcelo Zuna. Ozuna's hitting very well right now. He'll be in my lineup this week. And one guy I dropped that I shouldn't have made a mistake. I dropped Michael Conforto last week. I think I talked about this because he, he was set up to have a bunch of lefties, so I sat him, and then I dropped him. Michael Conforto actually, since the All-Star break, has like an 830 OPS. He's been pretty consistent. He's been better against lefties than righties uh, this season. So if Conforto's out there, I think he's about 70% owned. You might want to grab him. Um, okay, that's pretty much it for me, except there were a lot of two-star pitchers that I picked up earlier in the week. So let's go ahead and take a look at the most added players in CBSSports.com leagues, and I'm sure there will be a bunch of two-star pitchers on there, or at least players that we thought were two-star pitchers. The most added player is Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt, Scott, um, Philip, alright Philip, I'm gonna get your email on. Philip and I had some email exchanges, he wanted to hear from you. He wants two out of three, Luke Voigt, Joey Votto, and Jesus Aguilar this week. I think I'd go Aguilar and Votto. That's what I said. And yeah. then, uh, Voigt on the sidelines. He didn't really like that, so I said, alright fine, go ahead, start Luke Voigt. I'm not gonna argue with Voigt. you. Voigt. It works. Now, he is number one, and um, he's playing pretty much every day for the Yankees. What do you think of when you think when you hear Luke Voigt? John Voigt. Obviously John Voigt. You think of John Voigt? I think of volleyballs. You think of what? Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. That's a terrible yeah, call. I, really? That's all I think about. Terrible call. Yeah. I feel like the home run call should be Wilson, even though that's a common <laughs> brand. I feel like... It, it might be it might be too big of a leap, but it would be a lot of fun. I don't know what his home run call is. All I know is that John Sterling has a home run call for everyone, except he did not have one for a Danny Echevarria. He just assumed that a Danny Echevarria could never hit a home run, and when he <laughs> did hit a home run, John Sterling had nothing, and it was a big oh, controversy. So Luke Voigt's oh, number man. one. Uh, Wade Miley, Adam Wainwright are numbers two and three on the most added list. Uh, yeah, I would not trust Adam Wainwright any further than I could throw him, which is not very far. What about so. Wade Miley? He's got the Cubs and the Pirates this week. Yeah, uh, he's he's a two-star pitcher you could look at. I have not had much belief in what he's been doing this year, but he's been doing it for a while now, and uh, no shame in riding the hot hand when you're trying to get an edge. Hey, because listen. On a week-to-week basis, anybody could sabotage you. It's true. A- a- listen, everyone, this is important. Um, I wouldn't say this unless I meant it. If you start Adam Wainwright this week, you deserve to lose your fantasy league. 
Whew. You deserve to lose. Scorching. Your Scorching fantasy team. league. Just do not do it. And if if he has a good start, I will own up to it. He's going to have to have at least, you know, he's going to have to not be bad this week. He's got two starts, Pittsburgh and the Dodgers. How many innings is he going to throw first start off the DL? Like, I, this is a, this is a terrible, terrible idea. He's going to throw two and two thirds because he'll give up six runs. Yeah. And I think Francisco Mejia is a bad start as well because they only have five games. You're hoping for three games this week out of Mejia. I don't think he's a bad ad in a roto league or something, but in a points league, like I don't know that you're, you're probably going to get three games, I think, but I just, I think it's, it's risky and he's the fourth most added player. Then you got Junis, then you have Jaime Berea, who is scheduled for two starts. Berea has the Rangers and the Mariners on Monday and Saturday. So he'll probably make his two starts. Jaime Berea. Not great starts and he rarely goes six innings. So it's not, he's not high on my list. Okay, um, we've got Mike Miner, who Scott just doesn't buy, at the Angels and at San Diego if he makes his two starts. Yeah, he's okay. Uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in what he's done since the All-Star break, but one of those matchups is really good, and kind of what I said for Miley. He's been doing it for a while now. It's going to end eventually, but you're talking just one week. Are you willing to roll the dice that it won't be this week? I don't think it's a crazy idea. And Framil Reyes at Seattle for two games, home against Texas for three games. Yeah, he's not, it's just tough with the Padres. I, I don't know what to do with the Padres, Scott. Like, I understand Reyes is hitting well. Renfro's hitting well. Mejia's hitting well. But only no, five I, I'm, games. I'm with you. Five games is a good reason to not consider those hitters sleepers this week. None of them. I didn't have any Padres in my top ten sleeper hitters. Yeah. Steven Piscotti is 78% owned. Makes sense. Who's a better deep league ads? Brad Keller or Sandy Alcantara? Keller. He is one of the best ground ball getters in the majors. And I think it helps explain why his ERA is so low. Probably still a little too low to be true, but... He's he's a decent pitcher. Wade LeBlanc only has one start, but it's home against the Padres, and it's uh, on Wednesday. He is fifty nine percent owned. He's on the most added list, and he's RP eligible. Wade LeBlanc, do you have any interest in Wade LeBlanc? He's kind of like the other Wade Miley in that he's pitched pretty well. I don't know how he's doing it. Uh, among the one start sleepers, one start streamers we talked about before. I would take most of those guys over him. Ren, uh, Ronaldo Lopez, Matt, Matt Boyd, etc. And then two hitters who are barely owned, Ryan O'Hearn and Kevin Kiermeyer. O'Hearn is on Scott's sleeper hitter, sleepers hitters, sleeper hitters list. There you go. Kiermeyer has, uh, been amazing. He's like a 1600 OPS in September. Uh, he had zero home runs in all of August, but he's red hot right now, Kevin Kiermeyer. Uh, O'Hearn, Kiermeyer, would you trust them this week? I don't know that I'd go as far as to say I'd trust them. Like you said, O'Hearn's in my top ten sleeper hitters for this week. A bunch of righties on the schedule. Uh, I don't know that he's really as good of a power hitter as he's shown so far. He had he had a sub four hundred slugging percentage at Triple A this year, and that was the PCL. <laughs> Uh, he has a couple 20 homer seasons in the minors, so I don't doubt he, there's some power there, but 
if the matchups weren't favorable, I, I wouldn't be using him. Okay. And then what do you think about Kiermaier? We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. It's such a bad year. Yeah. I, I want to say, and maybe it's faulty memory, it's a bunch of singles, right? No. Like he's hit Kiermaier. for a good average. I'm he's, wrong about uh, that. Well, in September, he's 13 for 25 with three home runs. I think you're thinking of Malik Smith, who is, well, since coming off the DL, he is batting 296 and slugging 296. He has zero extra base hits in six games. Yeah. But Kiermaier, no. Kiermaier has a 1596 OPS in September. Yep. I see that now. Um, yeah, that's hotter than I realized he was. So he's worth considering, too. I, I, I like Malik Smith more because he's stealing like a base every game. Yep. Seems like. Yep. Four steals in six uh, games. But Kiermaier looks like he's usable again. Okay. Uh, that's going to do it for the most added list. We'll get into hitters and pitchers. Talk a little bit more, uh, more fantasy here. Tell you what you need to know. You need to know though about ZipRecruiter and making the smart move. There are job sites that send you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through and that's not smart. And there are job sites that make you wait for the right candidates to apply to your job. That's not smart. You know what's not smart? Using your relatives to fill in at work while you look for staff. So make the smart choice. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That's the smart thing to do. Hire the right person. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Because ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's powerful matching technology, scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, the right education, the right experience for your job, and then ZipRecruiter actively invites those great candidates to apply to your job. You're always going to get qualified candidates. That's why ZipRecruiter is the number one rated job site by employers in the U.S., and this rating comes from the hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 views, or reviews, excuse me, so... Uh, this is a really awesome website and a great way to try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. David Wright expects to return this season. I hope he does. I'd love to see David Wright play. Felix Hernandez left with a hamstring uh, issue. Freddie Peralta's going to the bullpen. Scott, Josh James pitched out of the bullpen on Saturday, so it looks like he's out of the rotation. But he threw two and two-thirds, yep. scoreless innings at the Red Sox with one hit, no walks, and four strikeouts. Do you think Josh James could be one of those bullpen guys is actually worth using? I don't know that we'll get a chance to develop that level of confidence in him before the season's over. Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. I mean, he has tons of upside, so yeah, it's possible. But, you know, we got three weeks left. And he's made one relief appearance. Let's not get out of ourselves. Guess who is third base eligible? He plays for the Phillies. Carlos Santana. He sure is. Oh, you could maybe start him over Chris Bryant if you have that option. Because Carlos Santana is actually hitting the ball pretty well right now. Three home runs in his last five games. It is good to see for Santana. And he's third base eligible. Uh, Randall Gritchick left after colliding with a stool. Uh, weird. Hope he's okay. Miguel Sano has missed four straight games with a leg contusion, and Andrew Miller should be back today. Hitters to know from over the weekend and recent, recently. I've mentioned a lot of these guys actually, but Tommy Pham, Malik Smith, Kevin Kiermeyer, they're all hitting well. Brandon Lau homered yesterday, I think. Uh, and, who else on the Rays? Duffy stealing bases. The Rays are tougher. The Rays aren't going to make the playoffs, 
But they actually, it looks like they're going to finish, they're probably going to finish ahead of the Mariners and be the last team, like the first team out of the playoffs. How, yeah. Yeah. Amazing year for them. Great job. Um, Conforto, I talked about Jeff McNeil. <laughs> Jeff McNeil is 26% owned, Scott. Uh-huh. Yep, I wrote about him in Waiver Wire. Yeah, he I is mean, batting. Yeah, go ahead. So he's been really hot. Uh, batting, let me see the exact number here. 421 over his past 22 games with five doubles, four triples. And zero home runs. Well, let's not, I'll get there. <laughs> he has a 340 batting average on the year, right? Mm-hmm. Really high, crazy high. His BAPIP is only 360, which is high. But it's not so high that, like, you expect his batting average to come crashing down. He hardly strikes out ever. Now, he does have only two home runs in over 100 at-bats, as you said. And that's not great. But he did hit 19 home runs in 88 minor league games this year. So I think there's definitely more power there. Uh, I think he's kind of a – he may have the potential to be like a poor man's Daniel Murphy – he strikes out so infrequently. He just needs to get those power numbers up. But I think he's usable just as he is in points leagues. Jeff McNeil we're talking about here. Would you rather have McNeil or VR? I'd rather have VR just more productive and more impactful categories. But in a points league, it's a close call, I think, between those two. I left Johan Camargo on waivers, but I mean, maybe we should be starting Johan Camargo over Chris Bryant. He's got nine home runs and a 317 batting average and 917 OPS since the All-Star break. Yeah. He is, he is an underrated player in fantasy and real life. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he doesn't deserve to be the Braves' long-term option at third base. They're kind of waiting around for Austin Riley, and they've been mentioned in rumors for Nick Castellanos and Josh Donaldson and uh, Mike Moustakas this past offseason. But Camargo, he's batting second now, too. He's batting between Acuna and Freeman. Yeah, you know who else is batting second is the guy we already talked about, Alberto Mondesi. So that is nice. Um, and Eric Hosmer is homered in three straight games. Oh boy, I really don't want to. Oh, you know what? Five games this week. That makes it easy to not not buy into Hosmer. He's been crap all year, so I'm, I would. I don't know. You're gonna sit Hosmer, right? Yeah, I mean, unless it was deep league. Right, right. All right, uh, double dongs: Ozuna, Phil Irvin, Ramon Laureano, Grichik, Blackman, Beltre, Trout. Anything uh, jump out at you there with the double dongers? I think Phil Irvin might be a pretty decent player. He is a former first-round pick who got a lot of attention, who, who hit the ground running when he, when he joined the Reds minor league system and then faded thereafter. But I'm having a hard time figuring out what is what's wrong with him as a hitter because he seems to do a lot of things very well. A lot of line drives. Not an inordinate number of strikeouts. Uh, he, he he might be like I I don't know that there's much incentive to use him the rest of this season. But if the Reds are willing to make a spot for him in the outfield next year, I might I might call him a sleeper. I would like to call him Flervin, Phil Irvin. Flervin? I think we should just combine it. You say his name fast; it sounds like Flervin. 
I think that would be a Thlervin. really that that should be his his nickname on Nickname Week next year. Flervin. Flervin. I don't know. If, if somebody adopted a nickname from our podcast, that oh, would be how cool would that coolest. be? Right? It'd be the coolest. All right, listen. It would never happen. Cincinnati listeners, get it going. Hashtag Flervin. Trend it. Scott, let's talk pitchers. Are you ready to start? The following guys have been pitching better lately. Uh, Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray. Seven straight starts allowing no more than three earned runs. Only two quality starts in those seven, but they are his last two. Robbie Ray is at Houston this week. Are you ready to start? Not, not at Houston. No. All right. How about Jose Barrios at Kansas City this week? He just had a good start against Kansas City on Saturday. <sighs> I, I think because of the matchup, you have to start him. Barrios. All right. How about Chris Archer? Last two starts have been good enough. Uh, he had six innings, three runs, three walks, six strikeouts against Miami. He will either be at St. Louis or at Milwaukee this week, so it will not be an easy matchup for Chris Archer. Yeah, I feel like all three of these guys are matchup dependent right now, and I'm going to take a pass on Archer based on those matchups. I'm going to skip the studs here. Um. Studs being studs, at least. Studs being duds we could look at, though. Cindergard we talked about. Like, he might be at Boston this week. I think he's going to face the Marlins. He's either home against the Marlins or at Boston this week. I don't think there's any more polar opposite scenario, no. you know, right? <laughs> but I'm going to start Cindergard regardless. Yeah. I, I'm not to the point where I can seriously consider sitting him. I mean, he showed just two starts ago what he's capable of, and it's not like there are any obvious red flags other than he's giving up a lot of hits. Well, are you seeing enough red flags in these guys that you would consider sitting them? Jack Flaherty against the Dodgers, a lot of walks lately for Flaherty. Charlie Morton against Arizona. John Gray against Arizona. How is that possible? I suppose it's possible that Morton and Gray are both facing the Diamondbacks. And Eduardo Rodriguez against the Mets. I would start all four. You would? Okay. Yep. So the Diamondbacks are fa- are at Colorado and at Houston. Yeah, so both Morton and Gray are facing Arizona. Uh Studs being duds, part two. Hey, before I forget, I need to bring it up. What are we doing about Zach Greinke this week? He's at, and, and Zach Godley as well. I think they're both at Colorado and at Houston. I Well, Godley's a two-star pitcher. Are both two-star pitchers, you're saying? Granky might Granky might be only at Colorado. Yeah. If Godley was only at Colorado, I would not start Godley, but because it's two starts, probably going to start him. Yeah, they both are two star pitchers at Colorado and at okay. Houston. And definitely start Granky in two start week. Even though he hasn't been that good on the road. Yep. Even though the yep. road the road starts are at Colorado. <laughs> yeah, right. I. He's not. He's in the class of pitchers. I just don't mess with it. Okay, that's fair. That makes I mean, he's sense. He's probably going to be a top five Cy Young finisher in the NL. Yeah, big deal. It's the NL. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Fringy starting pitchers part one, sixty-five to seventy-nine percent owned. Would you want to take a shot on any of these guys? Sabathia against Toronto. Heaney against Seattle. Geo against either Pittsburgh or the Dodgers. Sabathia, Heaney, Geo, and Gomber. Oh no, Geo Geo's against Pittsburgh. Gomber's either Pittsburgh or the Dodgers. Sorry. Oh man. Our friend's Scott cell phone. You hear that? Scott's cell phone makes an appearance. It's my real estate agent. Oh. 
Yeah. Okay. So what were you asking me? Sorry. Sabathia, Heaney, Geo, Gomber. Like any of them? Uh, I will not use any. I mean, it was a, I don't know what happened for Matt Harvey. I think it was just. Now, Scott, you're on the wrong part of the notes. Let me straighten you out. All right. Oh here's what, here's what we're doing. Not starting Sabathia. He's just not going deep enough and not pitching well enough lately. Not starting Gio Gonzalez. I don't care that he had a good start. He's been terrible. He was pitching on 10 days rest when he has a great start. Austin Gomber, we already talked about. You could do worse, but you could do better. Andrew Heaney, I have put him back in my lineup after seven scoreless innings with 12 strikeouts at the White Sox. Now, I have seen the White Sox make a lot of pitchers look really good. But last two starts for Heaney, 13 innings, 18 strikeouts at Houston and at Chicago. He'll be home against Seattle this week. You're going to start Heaney. Let's go to the next group of fringy starting pitchers. Steven Man, Matz. You don't need me. Steven Matz is a start this week against Miami. Ronaldo Lopez, Matt Boyd, we already talked about. Scott actually likes Lopez better than Matz. He likes Matz better than Boyd, so he'd go Lopez, Matz, then Boyd. Let's look at the next group of fringy <laughs> starting pitchers. They are owned in 30 to 49% of leagues. And they are Matt Harvey. Now you can talk about Matt Harvey. Okay. Not yet. Hold on. John Gant, oh. Di Sclafani, Ivan Nova, and Derek Holland. If you were going to pick from Harvey, Gant, uh, Di Sclafani, Nova, and Derek Holland, who, who would you go with? Probably Holland, and then probably Gant, who has been surprisingly consistent. Mm-hmm. In a way, that's still kind of hard to believe because he's, while well, he's an above-average ground ball pitcher, He's not a great ground ball pitcher, and it's a high hard hit rate. So I don't know. I mean, it seems like he's had good luck, but regardless, he's probably my second favorite of this group. Okay. I, I think it was just for Matt Harvey, the stars aligning, and the fact he was facing the Padres. It, it was clearly his best start of the year, by far. Season high in strikeouts, season high in swinging strikes by, like, five. Uh, but... You know, he may have been throwing a little harder, but it's not like it was an outlier in terms of how hard he's thrown all season. I, I think he's he's still pretty average. Uh, I think we should read a bunch of emails. People have questions. Oh, wait, deeply, guys, first. Tuki Toussaint, any interest in him against Washington this week? Uh, he's took it, taken a couple turns in a row here, but the fact he had five walks in this start is still its not like he's a reliable pitcher yet. Jorge Lopez, no. Uh, Matt Shoemaker, Wei In Chen, Felix Pena. I like Felix Pena. You do. Yeah. I, I think he has a really good slider and a lot of strikeout potential. 12% ownership seems way too low. I couldn't put him on my waiver wire pickups for this week because it's, it's a one-start week and it's not such a great matchup. It's either Texas or Seattle. But um, I think he's undervalued and... Uh, you know, if, we'll see what the last two weeks look like in terms of matchups, but uh, you might get some use out of him yet. And uh, as far as Wei and Chen goes, I mean, he's at, he's on the road this week, but I suppose if he's home next week, you could be crazy and start Wei and Chen because he's been like unbelievably good at home. Uh, I don't think Scott's going to recommend it though. This is from it's a Leah. little crazy, but. I hear you. Here we go with the emails. Leah wants to know if she should drop Gary Sanchez for Francisco Mejia. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that, no. I mean, you could argue there's playing time concerns for both. But um, 
I'd rather have Sanchez. This is from Gabe in Vancouver. Hey, Mac and Cheese. Ah, that's a that's a Friends reference, or it's just you know, yeah, I think it's just a, a me and you, a Mac, just, dish. Mac who, and Cheese. Which yeah. would you rather? If you could only have one, would you rather have the Mac or the Cheese? I call it a side dish, but they market it as like a meal in and of itself, right? Uh, Historically, yeah, I think it's a I've meal. It's a side dish. It's a no. meal. It's either one. It's, it's a meal. You, you think of it as a meal? I think, yeah, I, I do think of it as a meal, but I, you know, it could also be a wonderful side dish. Yeah. I prefer the mac to the cheese, I guess. Well, I mean, depends what kind of cheese it is. If it's uh, true. powdered cheese. With milk and margarine added. I'd probably prefer the Mac too. Uh, so G- Gabe says, uh, sorry for getting on a tangent there, Gabe. Still waiting for that late season hot streak from Brian Dozier. Where is he on the dropometer? He's a nine. Okay, drop him. From Mike, Rich Hill at St. Louis or Eduardo Rodriguez home against Toronto? Who would you start? Rich Hill at St. Louis or Eduardo Rodriguez against Toronto? Ooh. He'll feel safer, but Rodriguez has more upside with that matchup. I will say, everything being equal, Rich Hill. Doug from Astoria, dear Rick, Randy, and Roddy. I feel like those are wrestlers. Hmm. I don't know. Rick, Randy, and Roddy. I'm gonna Google that. But yeah, the wrestlers. Good for me. Yeah, he makes a reference to Jake the Snake here, so probably, yeah. Oh, okay. Junis's matchups versus the White Sox seem too juicy to pass up. Would you bench Granky for Jake Junis? I can't bench Granky. Would you bench Bieber for Junis? Yes. Yes. I could do that. Yeah. Andrew wants to know if he should drop Odor for VR in a points league. Oh. Uh, let's not pull the plug on Odor so quickly. Come on. Plug, like, plug your nose for Odor. I get it. Um. No. No. Josh wants you to pick two of three. Two start Gibson, two start Giolito, one start Snell. Snell and Giolito. Snell and Giolito, okay. Uh, that's actually, I think, a pretty easy one. From Curtis. Which two players would you keep for the remainder of my season? 12-team points league. Well, your season. His season, yes. Definitely changes things. All right, who do we got? Camargo, Loriano, Fran Mil Reyes, Odor, Adam Frazier, Will Myers. I would change, I would keep Odor and Will Myers. Oh, why not Camargo, eh? Not Camargo. He'd be third. Okay. This is from Dan Scott. Just Dan, not his name is not Dan Scott. Should I bench okay. Vado for Guriel in a categories league? No. Not Guriel. That's too low end. This is from Veals in Atlanta. Should I bench Correa for Peraza? I don't think that's crazy given Correa's health scare that's currently going on. Peraza has been surprisingly productive this year, even in points leagues. I don't know that this is a points league, but if it is, he's been, I think he's been top 12. So I don't think you gave an answer there. I think you kind of politician. No, I I said that's fine. Okay. From David S. Not sure if this is David S. Pumpkins, but it is from David S. 
Which two relief pitchers should I start? Leclerc, Jeffress, Musgrove, Glasnow. Pick two. I shot Leclerc. Um, <laughs> let's see. Always think of that. I would sit. Well, I would start Leclerc, yes, and I would start. Um, I would start Musgrove over Glasnow. Bill in Palm Desert. Hey, Adam and Scott. For the upcoming week, Justin Upton or Mitch Hanniger? I'd say Hanniger is the obvious choice, but Scott loves the Angels hitters this week. So Upton or Hanniger? Do I love Angels hitters this week? They must have good matchups. I don't have matchups in front of me, but I would start Hanniger. Let's see who the uh, the best matchups are. Yeah, Hanniger, as soon as I traded him, he, he started being great. Um, so basically, as soon as they moved into the leadoff spot, Hanniger was great. Uh, the best matchups belong to the Angels, the Yankees, the Mets, the White Sox, and the A's this week. Angels, Yankees, Mets, White Sox, and A's. Make sure you check out Scott's sleeper hitters column for all that awesome advice. Jared from Illinois has Donaldson coming off the DL. Should I drop Renfro or Fran Mil Reyes for Donaldson? Now I'm rethinking this because the Diamondbacks have some rough matchups. See, this is why. Well, Mitch Hanniger's not on the Diamondbacks. I should have brought my matchups in here. Scott? The problem is Justin Upton's coming back from a concussion. And that's always a little scary. He struck out eight times over the weekend. All right, I'm going to stick with Hanniger. Scott, okay. Mitch Hanniger is on the Mariners, not the Diamondbacks. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with me? <laughs> what is wrong with me? I can't even blame text from the agent this time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Adam. Yes, that makes it even easier. Hanniger. All right, there you go. Matt from Ottawa. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. We didn't answer this question. Should he drop Renfro or Reyes for Donaldson? I would drop one of them. Uh, let's say probably Renfro. Yeah, I'd drop Renfro. And Matt from Ottawa says, hey, Justin, Stephen, Paul, and Gene. And those are Canadian prime ministers. Not sure how you thought we'd get that, Matt, but thank you for the help. Uh, in the last week uh, of my regular season, I'm one game back of first place. I have picked up Keller, Junis, and Giolito. Should I bench Luis Severino so that I can start all three of these guys? Severino will have one start. Should he bench Severino for Keller, Junis, and Giolito? I would bench um... – <laughs> sorry, my son walked in. I do have an excuse this time. That's okay. You can I wasn't him. listening because I was trying to shush him. Um... I would start Junis and Giolito. I would not. Severino <laughs> has a good matchup this week, right? Uh, the Minnesota, I believe. Yeah. Ask I your would, son. I would start Junis and Severino. Okay, you can ask him what he thinks. My son's making his podcast debut now. All right. Um, I guess we got to do the uh, the matchups for tonight. Alex Wood at the Dodgers starters at the Red starter sit. I would start him. Arietta against the Nationals. I would start him. Uh, Kluber, I'm going to skip the obvious ones. Wade Miley at John Lester. I would... I'd prefer not to start either. I'd be more likely to start Lester, though. Jay Happ at Kyle Gibson. Definitely Happ. Uh, no to Gibson. I mean, if it's a two-start situation, he's usable, but not not a single start against the Yankees if it's you know setting your lineup daily. Trevor Williams at Adam Wainwright. Uh, just just well, I'm gonna say the same thing for Williams that I said for Gibson. Two okay. starts, 
I like them. One start, not so much. Lucas Giolito at Jake Junis. Both Z's. I'd start both. Yep. Zach Godley at Armand Marquez. I will start Marquez for sure. Godley, just that Colorado start, no thanks. Mike Miner at Jaime Berea. Uh, I'll say yes to Miner. And Sean Newcomb at Derek Rodriguez. Just Rodriguez. All right, there are some some tough calls tonight. That is going to do it for our show. Good luck, everybody. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. See ya. See ya.